your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon and welcome in once again. It is the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon running solo with you this afternoon. Ken is making his way to beautiful Memphis, Tennessee, enjoying some sun and fun. Well, maybe not a whole lot of sun down there, but Ken will be joining us here throughout the week, uh, checking in with updates from the Liberty Bowl as Iowa State gets ready for Memphis on Saturday, and we'll have you up to date with everything. With that, we're on the eve of the Pinstripe Bowl. I mean, you can just feel the excitement. Just watch the uh, press conference with the two coaches, Steve Adazio of Boston College, and of course, of course Iowa Kirk Ferentz. And, uh, oh boy, it, it is uh, palpable, the buzz. Okay, maybe not, but regardless, uh, we will be certainly spending a lot of time about that. Bowl season, yeah, it's been here for a couple weeks, folks, but we really get things going. We got Big 12 action today, West Virginia against Utah, Kyle Whittingham, a great record in bowl games against West Virginia, minus Will Greer. We'll talk about that. We'll keep you up to date on that one throughout the afternoon today. It is the most wonderful time of year. Hope everybody had a good Christmas, uh, enjoyed the day off yesterday, and well, made my way all across the state of Iowa, our fine state here today, uh, throughout the weekend. Started on Friday, got up to Sioux Falls, got to see Iowa in action against Colorado. Certainly a lot of thoughts about that. The environment at the Pentagon, just a, what a great experience uh, that was. We'll talk about that game as we take a look back at the weekend that was Saturday. We get into the Vikings-Packers, of course, no Aaron Rodgers. The report comes out uh, earlier about from Adam Schefter. Well, you know, you cut. Uh, does Aaron Rodgers now need to be cut after being placed back on the IR? Not a new injury. A uh, lot of conversation, certainly, about that today. We got a busy show. We'll recap what we saw. We'll take a preview and a look forward of what we have coming up as everything condensed down a little bit this week, obviously, off yesterday on a Monday. And we got a big show here for you today. We'll kick it off with our friend John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye. We'll talk a little Iowa with him as they get ready for the Pinstripe Bowl. We're also going to uh, talk to him about what he saw. Last Friday, you and I had a huge matchup against Xavier, top 10 matchup. That program, Xavier, Chris Mack, what he's done and what he has built them into and what they are this season. You and I had their opportunities, just couldn't get over the hump in that one. We'll talk to John a little bit about that game. And I was hugely disappointed. So I get up to the Pentagon in Sioux Falls on Friday night. I go, all right. Find the place, media seating, all right, here we are. And right next to me, to my left, is the wise owl, John Bonacamp. They got his placard there, ready to roll. And I find out that John, instead of going to Sioux Falls, was up in Cedar Falls for Xavier and you and I. So we'll talk to him about that a little bit. We'll have some fun. He's also an AP voter. We'll see how he's voting in the AP Top 25 of college basketball. Obviously, always a light slate. In fact, no games at all today in college basketball, but Missouri Valley Conference play will be starting up on Thursday, Friday. Iowa State gets started with their first matchup, a Big 12 play against Kansas State. Iowa, one more non-conference game before they get going uh, with their opener next Tuesday as they'll get Michigan. So a lot of college basketball talk as well. John Bonacamp, that'll come your way at about 1220 today. 1240, it'll be Vinny Iyer who will be joining us uh, from the Sporting News. We'll talk with Vinny a lot of NFL as we get ready for week number 17. All the playoff scenarios that are out there. But 
how about this? The NFL making the decision to not have a Sunday night game, to not put anything in prime time. We've never seen this before. You, when the schedule comes out, Ken loves to talk about this. You know, one of the first things he does first, he looks at the Thanksgiving games. He sees what those are going to be, and then he looks at sees what is the Saturday games towards the end of the season. Which one of those are intriguing and interesting, and then. He likes to go to week 17 and figure out, well, what's going to be the capper? What's going to be the last regular season game that we see this year? And we don't get one. The NFL makes a decision. They didn't want to put something in prime time that didn't have playoff implications, that didn't have teams out there with a big chance of making a move, getting into the playoffs. You know, we've seen all those different scenarios play out throughout the years. And they said, no, not going to do it. So instead, this is what we're going to get. They move the games that have any kind of playoff implications outside of one. The one early game that will have something on the line pertaining to the playoffs is the Patriots game where they can clinch the number one seed against the Jets. All they have to do is win Jets on the road at the Patriots. Then your 315 window will be this. Panthers-Falcons, obviously huge. Chiefs trying to lock things up against the Broncos. Jaguars-Titans. Implications on both sides. 49ers at the Rams. Bills, Dolphins. Bills trying to stay alive. Raiders, Chargers. Chargers need a little help, but they can still get in. Seahawks, Cardinals. Saints, Bucks, and the Bengals at the Ravens. So nine games in the early window, I think it is, or maybe it's vice versa. Seven games in the early window, nine in the late window. And I'll be one at one of the games. My Christmas present from the wife. How about this? Going up to U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, For the Vikings, it doesn't mean anything. The Vikings, they've clinched the NFC North. They have clinched the second overall seed. They'll have a first-round bye. They'll be hosting in the second round, in the divisional round. So it doesn't mean anything for the Vikings. Maybe it'll be a chance to see Teddy Bridgewater. If that's the case, I'll tell you. Uh, My wife is very excited about that. Against my team, the Bears. We're in a suite. Now you might be asking yourself, TC, how does a guy like you get in a suite? It's a great question. It's not money. It's not that. No. My wife's friend, uh, her uh, husband's business has a suite up there. So, yeah, we're riding the coattails. But you know what? I'll ro- ride the co- coattails gladly about that. We'll be behind the Bears bench. I can yell down at Mitchell Trubisky, and uh, it'll be a great time. Looking forward to that on Sunday. But before we look forward, let's take a look back at what happened over the weekend. And I do want to start up in Friday night in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So make the trek out there. My wife's family is from Sioux City, so dropped her and the little one off in Sioux City and made my way up there uh, to Sioux Falls. First of all, get into the state, I, though I've been to across the border. I hadn't really been in Sioux, Sioux, uh, excuse me, South Dakota before. I hadn't been there. I hadn't driven through it. Well, it's 80. That's, you go 80 miles an hour. So I pumped it up a little over 80, and that was fast enough for me on a cold, wintry night in beautiful South Dakota. So I'm going up there. Get settled in. Told you, John Bonacamp I thought was going to be next to me. That wasn't the case. But the environment was incredible. So for people, and I know there's been a lot of questions, you know, how this game came about. Why Iowa was playing Colorado in South Dakota. What It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, first of all, this is something that has been done for a while. The, the Sanford people up there built this beautiful complex, and they have basketball courts all over the place sporting complex up there it's on the north side of Sioux Falls and it is immaculate beautiful 
well done. All kinds of things for kids to do. They had inflatable set up before the game where kids could run around, run off some energy. They're selling beer. The environment was awesome. And though it was only 3,200, it had that old school feel. And it was loud and it was inviting. Now, you put 3,200 people in a tight building and you got Hawkeye fans in there. Yeah, I mean, Carver, it's cavernous. It's got a high ceiling. It doesn't trap acoustics, acoustics very well. It's a problem with Carver. If you had a building that seed 3,200 and you had it banged out every time, it would be different. And so I know there are a lot of people, why can't Carver be like this? Carver can't be like this because it's 15,400 people as opposed to 3,200. There's a big difference there. Game, eh, up and down. Now, Iowa played very well first 10, 12 minutes of the game. Middle portion, played awful. And many of the same issues that we've seen crop up with this Iowa basketball team continued on. Just some dumb turnovers, careless play. Offense just not being able to be generated. Defense uh, giving up easy plays. Same issues that we've looked at with this Iowa basketball team. And then finished up, and I thought they played very well in the back half and got the victory and walked away. Finally a win against a Power 5 conference team. Finally a win maybe you can hang your hat on. Now, this isn't going to be a Colorado team. You're going to see an NCAA tournament consideration. Uh, Colorado now, after that loss, uh, they've dropped three of their last four and four of their last six. It's not a great Colorado team this year. They've been good in the past, but not great. But for Iowa, they did what they needed to do. Have to finish that up on Friday against Northern Illinois. Finish off the non-conference schedule. And then you'll go into Big Ten conference play. Though already in an 0-2 deficit with those losses back in early December against Penn State and Indiana. With a chance. And it has to continue. And, and Iowa, they have afforded themselves no wiggle room now. They can't have that bad week, week and a half that a lot of teams go through in conference play. They have to be consistent. You have to guard home court. You probably have to be 7-2, and two, maybe even 8-1 and one at home, and then find a way to go out there and steal four or five games on the road. That, that's what they have done to themselves with that rough start at the beginning of the season. Macy Daly played incredibly well, and, and this is a building block for this team. A couple of points here. Uh, so after the game, had the opportunity to go in the locker room, talk to the guys afterwards, and, and one of the things I asked Frey McCaffrey about after the game was just about Bohannon getting the second foul in the first half, and he brought him back. Now we know that Fran, for the most part, has had a pretty hard and fast rule. You get two fouls, you're done. You don't play again in the first half. I personally don't like the idea. I don't like the theory. I feel like you're fouling out your own guy by doing that. If you trust your guys enough to play through rough moments, to not call timeouts, to not call a timeout in the last minute of a game to set up a play, because you trust your guys to figure out what they're supposed to do, I think you'd be able to figure out that, you know what, your point guard can also understand, let's not get a third foul here. Things happen. You can get something ticky-tack. I understand that can happen in the course of a first half. But it doesn't mean it's over either. That's the other thing. It doesn't mean that you can't play a guy with three fouls to start the second half. Now, does it put it yet a little bit of a deficit? It does. I get that. But it's something I would be willing to do more than Fran has shown. But he did that. And, and a big reason that he did do that is because of Connor McCaffrey. Connor McCaffrey, now the backup point guard, Brady Ellingson tried to make it a go. 
played about 40 seconds after 12 of them. He went back to the bench, and Fran decided uh, he couldn't do it with the ankle injury. But Connor McCaffrey coming off a of mono, there is still a decision to be had. Is he going to be physically able enough to make his way through the rest of the season here? And they feel like they need to make the determination now. Now, for the team, they need Connor McCaffrey. If they're going to get on one of those runs, if this team is at the very least going to get back into bubble consideration, I believe they need to have Connor McCaffrey to do that. I just don't think you can go through this slate of games, what they have now left 17 games of the regular season before the Big Ten tournament. I just don't believe this team can go through it with Jordan Bohannon and maybe a little Macy Daly and maybe a little Brady Ellingson as your backup point guards. I, I don't think you can do that and be good enough to do it. Is Connor McCaffrey close to 100%? No, he's not. And Fran matched that. He, he said he just couldn't give it a go. He couldn't even, he felt like he shouldn't even put him in the second half. That's how much he is still struggling physically. But even at a little bit, even at just eight, 10 minutes a game, Connor McCaffrey can help this team enough. With the emergence of Macy Daly, if that continues, Isaiah Moss shot it well. Pieces are there, but a critical component is having McCaffrey as that backup point guard. And without him, I don't think there's a chance at a run. I don't think it's a coincidence that when Nicholas Bear got healthy and we've able to see a little bit of Connor McCaffrey, this team has won four in a row. Albeit not against great competition, but they have won four in a row. We'll see. And determination sounds like going to be made on that if they're going to shut Connor McCaffrey down, they'll do it this week, or if they're going to try to push through and see if he can give them minutes going forward for the rest of the season. We'll take a time out here. We got John Bonacamp coming up on the other side. We'll talk more basketball with him. Again, Vinny Iyer, he'll be joining us at 1240 talking NFL. Ken Miller will kick off the 1 o'clock hour on the road to Memphis. We'll talk with Ken about uh, his road trip, how that's going to get ready for the Cyclones, and then a look with Dylan Montz of the, C- of the Ames Tribune. We'll talk with Dylan about the Cyclones on the beat and down in Memphis. It all comes your way as we're with you each and every weekday from noon to until 2 on the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon here on 1700 KBGG. Quick timeout. We come back with more on the other side. It's John Bonacamp. He'll join us next. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Happy holidays to all of you. This is the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Greater Des Moines. We offer education, support, and advocacy on mental health issues. Please remember three things during this busy season. You are not alone. The illness is not your fault. And never give up hope. Call 850 850- one four six seven, or go to namigdm.org for more information. Happy New Year. 
I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Central Iowa Vapors is a family-owned business founded by a mother and a father with two kids all born and raised right here in Iowa. The owners of Central Iowa Vapors said e-cigs worked for them and it was time to share it with everyone. Central Iowa Vapors has helped 79,142 smokers make the switch today. Can you be the 100,000 customer we help? Visit us online at iowaecigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and EP True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, Capital City Motor Company, GNL Clothing, and Central. Iowa Vapors. Hi, my name is Melanie Brown. I'm the Executive Director of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Iowa Chapter. I would like to thank all of you for your support this year. We have made huge strides in cancer research and are making it a reality for more patients to come home for the holidays. In this season of hope, please consider giving the gift of life by going to lls.org or calling 515-270-6169. We at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a safe and healthy New Year. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9, Des Moines. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Ah, perfect segue. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon here on 1700 KBGG. Little Foo Fighters, my hero. As we go to my hero in the media business, John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye. What's up, John? Not much. How you doing? Doing pretty well. You like that? You You are... I was so excited Friday night. I I was so pumped up. I was excited to be there, excited to see the environment. But it went to another level as I sit down at my media seat in the Pentagon and I see to the left the little placeholder, John Bonacamp, Burlington Hawkeye. My excitement level was through the roof, and instead you go to Cedar Falls. What is going on? I I know. I disappointed you. You have had... Well, probably three and a half to four hours of prime wise owl time. I need it, and and you can't. That's that's priceless. Yes, yeah, you it, know. And so you you missed that opportunity, and I feel bad about. It. Had I known, I would have driven the seven hours to Super Bowl. So. That is seven hours from you down there. Holy cow! Yes, it is. Well, what? what, what, what see, that's where the summit. See, that's where the summit league tournament is. So, oh, okay. and I've never been. But I know it's a seven-hour drive. So. Well, you might have to uh, might make a trip up there. Do, do the women play up there as well? I saw your Leatherbacks. Yes. Uh, they, they beat Stanford uh, what a week ago. Yes, they're very good. They are. Um, yeah, that was a big win for them. They got they they took a two-game road swing out west. They went to Stanford and won, and uh, after scoring three points in the second quarter, and <laughs> uh, they went to then went to Gonzaga and lost, but. You know, for that, I mean, that's a big deal for for a school that size and with the resources they have, et cetera, et cetera, to go out there and be the team that went to the Final Four last year, that our program that went to the Final Four. That that's pretty impressive, and I know they're real happy with it. Yeah, very cool story, obviously. And uh, yeah, you mentioned the Summit League, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, the Dakota schools uh, building there. The Summit League is a, a league that. Feels like maybe growing in stature a little bit more. I don't think it'll ever be at the level that you know, the Colonial was or, or the MVC was back in the mid two thousands. But it seems like it's maybe moving up the ranks of the mid majors. Well, it is because I mean you know it's 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 so easy for it. There there are just so many good basketball players out there anymore, and it's trickled down, you know, down through through the ranks, and so. You know what? What you've seen is, I mean, you look at look at you know Nebraska Omaha wins at Iowa last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know South Dakota State beat Iowa this year. Um, you know, it's it, it and and you know and you mentioned you know North Dakota State has has always had good teams. Um, it's just it's just really a solid, really a solid league from top to bottom. And you know, it's like Oral Roberts is probably the bottom of the league, but this was a team that two or three years ago was really really good. So it you know it just I mean there's there's a lot of talent in that league it's it's, it's underappreciated I think because there's some tough road trips you have to make there you know there's some tough venues you have to play in it's it's a difficult league all the way around. 
Yeah, De- Denver to uh, Fort Wayne probably not not the easiest of road trips. Uh, making no, that. you know, it, yeah, or if, or if you go to any of the Dakotas, yes, you know, it's, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not it's, There's some there are some really adventurous trips you have to. Well, the reason I didn't get to see you is instead of making that seven-hour trip, John, you, you made your way up to Cedar Falls. Let's start right there. You and I mm-hmm. in Xavier. Uh, Xavier ranked in the top ten. Haven't been playing their best basketball lately. A uh, week and a half ago, they had to come roaring back against, what, Tennessee Tech, something like that, uh, down mm-hmm. 20 in that game. Gave up a big lead against Marshall the game before you and I. But Panthers had opportunities, it sounds like, in that game just – Never could get over the hump, and really not a whole lot of help for Bennett Cook. Is that kind of the story of the game? Yeah, they didn't. I mean, you know, he he gets twenty six, and nobody else scores in double figures. And you know, but but here again, with with you know a couple minutes left, they're down three with the ball, and you know, and Wyatt Lowhouse had a had a perfect pass to the basket, and you know Xavier player came over and tipped away the layup at the last minute. So. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, this, this was a really good schedule for you and I, what they played. And, you know, Ben Jacobson said, you know, somebody asked him if he was happy, and he's like, well, no. And, and you know, but he said, you know, they did a lot of good things. They've built a really, excuse me, a really nice resume. Now it's, now you get in the conference play. Now it's a different animal. And, you know, talking about road trips, you know, you think about some of the road trips they have to make. You know, and so, and some of the venues you have to play in in this league, even with Wichita State gone, it's a really good league. And, and so there's, there's going to be some places where you just are going to have to play your best basketball. And he's like, you know, we need to be consistent night in and night out. But you can see that they've got that identity of some of those really successful UNI teams. They can hit the three, they play really good defense. You know, for a while there, it looks like until Xavier, you know, put some points on the board late with free throws. It looked like they were going to be held, you know, in the sixties. If you can hold Xavier in the sixties, you have a chance to win. So they're very good defensively. They're they're very good. They're just like, you know, a lot of these really successful UNI teams in the past. It's it's just a matter of getting, you know, consistent scoring from more than one person for them to be successful as as they get in the valley play. Well, uh, Xavier, you have checked in at number eight of your latest mm-hmm. AP poll. Uh, Villanova at the top spot, no surprise there. Michigan State, Arizona State. Is, is there anything? Now, I know you've been pulled attack by Gary Parrish in, in the mm-hmm. past. and It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time, though. Yeah, so. Is, is that something? He, he hasn't. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, is that something that kind of sits in the back of your conscience as you're putting it through every week that, hey, you got make sure you're not messing everything up because – you don't want to be splashed on the front page of CBSSports.com. I, I, you know, it, it was it was funny. The last time he did it was the night before I was supposed to have open heart surgery. That's right. That's right. So of course I I put pointed that out right away, and and then he felt bad about it. Um, but you know, I, you have to be diligent. I, I think you have to take it seriously, whether somebody's doing that or not. You have to take it seriously. And you know, the the thing about the thing about the AP poll, and and it happened this year earlier than it happened a lot of years. It's pretty easy to get the top three or four. Mm-hmm. That middle group from five to about seventeen, you could rank them anywhere, and you would still be right. You know, it, it just is. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, you, there's just so many good teams out there that have little blemishes in their resume, and and then and then really, almost it's almost at that point now for those last two or three. You wonder who to pick because there's so much parity now in college basketball. And it's really hard, but I really try to be diligent, you know, with, you know, you, you, you take head to head into account, but at, at some point, you know, you got to start taking in full resumes and that sort of thing. And, 
you know, I, I my ballot's usually pretty good. I think it's it's wise. You know, you know that. Of course. But um, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, I I really try to take it seriously, and, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go up there Friday. I wanted to see Xavier play, and I was really impressed with them. They're 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 an experienced team that that plays really good basketball. Was Makira running his mouth a bunch where you uh, courtside and get to hear him talking? Oh no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't too bad. It, uh, you know, I mean, it, but it was, it was, it was a fun atmosphere. It was a great game. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, I, you know, I, I know you and I, you know, I know they really want to get people in there, but that place was pretty much full and it was loud and it was a tough place for them to play. And so, I mean, it was, it was, it was a fun night. It was a fun night of basketball. That's one of the reasons why I went. I knew it would be a lot of, a lot of fun. Well, John, we're, uh, we're talking right now, John Bonencamp from the Burlington Hawkeye AP voter in the uh, top 25 talking some college basketball with you Iowa State you know we we you saw this team at the Big Four Classic mm-hmm. Maryland Eastern Shore last week not a whole, not a whole lot but now Big 12 right. conference play is getting started and uh, Kansas State to start it off you know the schedule kind of sets up in a pretty nice fashion your AP poll though you have what five teams in the top 16 and six from yeah. the Big 12 in the top 20 all right, go with me for this theory. I came up with this last week. Very well could be. It doesn't look like there's going to be a runaway. Kansas has some deficiencies, though it's still right. Kansas are going to be there. Let's say, though, conference champ goes 14-4, and four, even a, a two- or three-way tie at 13-5. and five. Last place, 7-11. and 11. Is there a realistic scenario, getting 68 teams in, that we could see nine, maybe even all 10 teams make it to the field of 68? You know, I, I, you know, I mean, a lot. I mean, I, of course, yeah, I haven't looked at the RPI today to see what you know where everybody kind of ranks, but you know, I, I mean, eventually, conference play tends to shake out the pretenders, mm-hmm. and and you know, what's really interesting if you go to Ken Palm's website if you're a subscriber, and if you look at Iowa State, he has them losing like a, a very large majority of their Big Twelve games. Now, I don't think they will. I think they're, I think they're a good basketball team, but. There is such balance in that league. I mean, who would have thought Oklahoma would be playing the way they've been playing right, right. now? You know, and, and who would have thought Kansas would have had kind of the struggles they've had? So you can tell that this is going to be a really balanced league. And, you know, the committee doesn't look at, at, at conference, you know, like, oh, how many, we have to have X number of teams from, mm-hmm. you know, X conference. It's, it's, they consider everybody's resume as is. And, you know, it's a very real possibility of where you get, you know, maybe seven, maybe eight teams in. And, but they might also all be seated between like four and nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, anything's possible, I guess. But, you know, it, it, it's a really good league. It's a really good league from top to bottom. And it's hard to point, you know, to that one game where you look at it and say, okay, this, this is the team we're going to be twice this year. Because it, it just isn't going to happen in that league. That's a, it's a really, really balanced league from top to bottom. And it's really good. Oklahoma State was the the team that most people, you know, had chalked up to be the tenth place team, and well, they beat previously undefeated Florida State. You know, they they played well against Wichita. They're pretty solid. Iowa State was picked ninth by most everybody. We've seen what the Cyclones have become. It just the depth mm-hmm. of this league has been absolutely incredible, and uh, going to be a fun race certainly to watch. John, uh, jump over to the Big Ten in Iowa. I, I'm sure you went back and watched the game, and we're following along, and my beautiful tweets from. Uh, of course, uh, from, of course. So from Sioux Falls. But uh, have they turned the corner enough for you to believe that Iowa maybe still not become what we thought they could have been throughout the year, but 
can get back in consideration here and, and start to build a resume? Are you there yet after this four-game winning streak? I think the biggest, the biggest thing for me was the number of turnovers they made and still won. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago they make, well, you know, if they make that many turnovers, they're going to lose. Well, they found a way to win against a Power 5 team that's okay. Yeah. You know, not world beaters, but, you know, is okay. So it gives you kind of a sign that if they can cut down on the turnovers, and, keep, and those are correctable things. You can correct them. If you can cut down on the turnovers, you're going to win more games. And so for them to kind of have, you know, been able to find a way to win, now let's see what they can do with, you know, now let's see, the, you know, Northern Illinois, I don't know how much of a test that's going to be. But, you know, once they get into Big Ten play, there's, there's an opportunity there to get some wins, to, to build a resume, because you're going to play most of your good teams at home. And so, uh, to me, I did think, I, you know, you never want to say, okay, they turn the corner and then they get dumped the next night. Um, but I, I do see signs that this team has improved a lot. And, you know, for them to win, especially with Jordan Bohannon getting in foul trouble in the first half, um, you know, they, they found a way to win against adversity, and that's something they weren't doing a couple of weeks. And so I think it's a good sign that, that this team is slowly kind of finding itself, finding its identity. Last thing, we're talking with John Bonacamp, Burlington Hawkeye, Iowa. Uh, they get ready one more with the non-conference play against Northern Illinois before Big Ten play starts off with two home games with Michigan and Ohio State. A pinstripe bowl. Iowa tomorrow, 4.15 start time for that one. Listen to Kirk and Steve Adazio talking a little bit ago right before we uh, took the airways today. John, uh, does Iowa finally get off the schneid here, end this long, long losing streak in bowl games? I think so. I mean, I, I, you, I could tell, I could sense a different mood in them the other day because when, I mean, on, on Selection Sunday, they, you know, they were kind of acting like, uh, this game we got to play in. You know, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm. What I felt from them when we talked to them this time last week, it was, you know, we're talking about this bowl streak. This is getting kind of embarrassing. It's the seniors especially, you know, they want to go win this game. And I think I think they they're they're approaching this a little differently than maybe they thought about it a couple of weeks ago, and so I, I think that's a good sign. I think that's a sign that that this team, because for the most part they're pretty even with this Boston College team, so I, I think they're they're in a good mood, and I think that that if they can get off to a good start tomorrow, I think they win the game, and and I think the streak is over, and and it gives and and it gives the seniors a, a good win to go out on, and it gives them something that gives. The guy's coming back something to build on next year. Good stuff. Hey, John, always appreciate it. And we're going to run into each other. I, 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 we're going to make oh, wow. this happen. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. We'll figure out something. Maybe so. not in Sioux Falls, but it'll happen sometime. Thanks, as always, John. All right. Have a good one. See <laughs> you. That's the wise owl. John Bonacamp, give him a follow on Twitter, at John Bonacamp. Always fun uh, covering a lot of different things out there at the Burlington Hawkeye. We'll come back here on the other side. We're going to get into the NFL in Week 17, a weird scenario has developed. No Sunday night football game. Head scratching. That's the decision. Reporting news. It's our man, Vinny Iyer. He's next here. Jimmy B and TC comes your way this afternoon from 4 until 6 o'clock. But right now, it's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Cotton minus Ken Miller. We'll hear from Ken, though, to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. All to come here on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. 
Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. The holidays are around the corner. A merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. Picture this. It's Monday afternoon and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee $7.99 plus tax, of course. Now, picture this. It's Friday and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee more than you paid Monday. You feel bamboozled. But then you hear this. Domino's extended its $7.99 large three-topping carryout deal to all day, every day. And so you danced and ate Domino's. Carryout only. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Macy's after Christmas sale is going on now. Get the lowest price of the year on the Radley five-piece sectional, only $1,599. Or a Tribeca gray queen panel bed, $289. Plus, it's our biggest mattress sale of the season. Get a Serta Calm Haven two-piece queen set, $279. And free white glove delivery and setup on any mattress purchase of $787. Shop in-store, online, or call 1-800-BUY-MACY. Savings off sale prices, exclusions apply. The ALS Association is the only national nonprofit health organization dedicated solely to the fight against ALS. It covers research, care services, public education, and advocacy, and providing help and hope with those facing the disease. Our vision is to create a world without ALS, and our chapter serves this vision by raising funds to provide local care services and quality of life to Iowans living with ALS. All of us at the ALS Association Iowa chapter would like to thank our donors, sponsors, and supporters for their generosity. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. 
Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. Washer Systems of Iowa has provided industrial quality pressure cleaning equipment to a wide variety of businesses and individuals for over 25 years. The goal of Washer Systems of Iowa is to provide the best possible equipment along with technical knowledge and superior service. Your pressure washer experts in Iowa. It's Washer Systems of Iowa and the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back once again. Ken Miller Show with Trey Condon here. 1700 KBGG. Ken making his way to Memphis. We'll check in with him here at the top of the next hour. But right now, we're going to talk some NFL with Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News as he joins us this afternoon. Vinny, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Things are good here back in Iowa, getting ready for Week 17 of the NFL. And let's kind of start with the nuts and bolts here. I know uh, I saw a little conversation, John Harbaugh not pleased about Week 17, their game being moved back into that 425 window as a whole lot of games. Basically everything outside of the Pats game as they can clinch the top seed against the Jets. Everything moved to that late afternoon window. Let's start right there. Right decision by the NFL. We see the them play around with the schedule right. Do you like what they did here? Well, I think these teams have to get used to this because I think this is the one way the NFL can really save its ratings problem is doing the best that it can to schedule the right games at the right times. We don't want to see games like uh, these primetime games we saw Yesterday with the Steelers and Texans and uh, Raiders and Eagles, you want to see games where they're competitive and teams have to play for something. And I understand what they've done there. You look at the 1 p.m. schedule, all the teams that are parallel, I think the Steelers and Patriots are playing at 1 p.m. in terms of uh, the number one seed. But for the most part, everything else is in the 425 window because you don't want to get into a situation where the competitiveness of these games go away with the teams not uh, playing for anything or watching the scoreboard and changing their mind on who they play. So and the NFL is very aware of that, and, uh, and they want as many competitive games as possible, even with uh, maybe some lopsided uh, point totals and uh, spreads in this week. Well, and then the other decision by the NFL not to have a Sunday night game. Can you explain a little bit? I figured even if it doesn't look like you know there's anything that is going to prove to be a win-and-in kind of scenario like we've had in the past. They put something there. If you can explain that decision a little bit. Yeah, you look at the, the games here, and the thing is some teams going to know something when they step on the field for a night game because they'll be isolated from the rest. And this situation avoids it where you're having everyone else playing more parallel and having to play their best. So you get a situation where the Saints, Maybe if the Panthers had lost to the Falcons earlier today and put the Saints in prime time, or you go the other way around, if the Saints had won and you put the Panthers and Falcons in prime time, 
that the Panthers may have less interest in that game against the Falcons. So they need to keep the teams with a bit of carrot and motivation because it makes them play a little bit better football. I think the teams that have wrapped things up, they can relax and uh, figure out what they want to do. But everyone else just has to accept the schedule. It's not going to be perfect. I mean, the alternative is putting Thursday and Saturday games into Week 17. I think this is a better solution. And I think teams, especially in the playoffs, should appreciate that no one is playing a night game on Sunday. So everyone has uh, got equal playing field going into the division and the wild card playoffs and division playoffs. How, how does this work for NBC? Don't don't they have a contract that they're supposed to have a game? Yeah, th- this one's interesting. I think originally they're looking at this because of the nature of New Year's Eve, and that's the one thing with the NFL is that if, if you had a game there with 8.30 to 11.30, I think this was an opt-out situation for them because you don't want to get to a point where no one's everyone's worried about the the ball dropping wherever they're at, mm-hmm. right on Eastern Time schedule about when this game is going to get. You know that the ratings are naturally not going to be the same with people out doing other things. So I think this is smart. They didn't want to deal with maybe the backlash. Usually they're reactive to things. Here they're proactive. Where there's a chance that game, whatever it was, if especially if it was not the most marquee teams, was going to not to generate high ratings, now they avoid that situation and maybe we'll get more reasonable ratings from the 425 window. Talking with Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News, a look around the NFL. Vinny, maybe the most intriguing game over the weekend, 49ers-Jaguars. You got the 49ers putting 44 up against that Jags defense. Bad Blake Bortles shows up again. Jump onto each side. Let, let's start with the 49ers. Are you a believer? This this seems like they're going to be the buzz team of this offseason, and people are talking about a team that struggled last year, but with four in a row with Garoppolo, it seems like they're the new it team. Yeah, I don't know how you can't believe in what they could be doing next year because I think Jimmy Garoppolo, granted, he deserves it. They've been four now with him as the starter. He's played fantastic. He's helped them beat teams that they had no chance to beat before he got in there. But you look at this, it's beyond Jimmy Garoppolo. There are some other things working here. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of been the key that's opened everything up for Kyle Shannon's offense. But you look defensively of late, they've shut down the run. They were an awful run team, defense team early in the season. But Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster, their first-round picks have come up huge. And then the trade for Garoppolo, moving a future pick already. So, in essence, uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shannon have come in there and actually won two drafts already, and they haven't been uh, in, in the second April at all. So when you look at that, they've stockpiled well defensively. They've had a lot of injuries. They've played hard and well together despite all that, and the players keep improving, and that's what you want to see from the team. I think a lot of times you'll see these younger teams just uh, fall apart. And things don't get better, but... For Niners, everything is getting better, not just the quarterback lifts the offensive players. It's crazy to see. How about Jacksonville? You know, they were starting to build some momentum. People were talking about this team. Hey, maybe, just maybe, Bortles has figured it out. And then three interceptions and some crippling interceptions in there. Blake Bortles, we kind of know what he is. We shouldn't get too pumped up. Yeah, with Blake Bortles, I think the key is limiting that volume. If he's going to have to throw 40 or 50 times, things are not going to go well because the game is not going to be in his favor where he's going to have to throw a ton. I think you put a lot of quarterbacks in that situation. It's not very favorable, even the best ones in the league. And I think what I would take away from the Jaguars is they could have rolled over in that one easily. In the end, they fought and kept around. 
even when their defense was having struggles and their offense was turning over the ball and couldn't run the ball, they were finding ways to stay in the game. So that was probably a good takeaway. And then the other good news is they're probably not going to have to play anywhere close to the West Coast, the AFC playoffs. And there's nobody there left that's going to host the game. Kansas City is as far west as it. They're going to have to go anywhere in the playoffs for any team. So when you look at that, uh, they just were not a good team playing out west, and uh, we've seen that in several games. And for a long time, they're in Jacksonville. So I think they can get that out of their system. I bet they'll play more of their guys, even though they're locked into that number three seed. I think they need a good tune-up here against the Titans. And uh, I think you'll see them play a half or more just to make this team more confident in his first uh, foray into the playoffs with this particular group of players. All right, let's jump uh, before we let you go, Vinny, up to a couple of the local teams. Let's start off with the Vikings. They'll finish off uh, locked into the two seed against the Bears over the weekend. Teddy Bridgewater, you think we're going to see an extended look out of him on Sunday? Yeah, I think the one scenario the Vikings have to watch, it's very unlikely, but this is why the Vikings are playing at 1 p.m. there because you look at the the Panthers. The Panthers are sitting out there lingering as maybe if things go south for the Rams against the 49ers and the Saints uh, somehow lose to the Bucks there. And you never know, all these things could happen. Then all of a sudden it's the Panthers and Vikings fighting for the number two seed. So it'll be interesting to see how much uh, they go for it. I think the Vikings should control this game, however, where it's not going to be an issue with uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky on the other side. Just extremely hard to play offense with limited weapons against the Vikings. Yeah, and uh, this team banged up, uh, not just offensive line, but long snapper. I mean, uh, they're banged up here. A bye week certainly going to do them some good and maybe a chance to heal up here. Uh, they'd also need, what, the Saints? What is it? The Saints to lose to uh, these playoff scenarios. They make my head hurt. Here it is. Yeah, the, the Saints to lose their game, and uh, then they would not have the first round bye as long as Carolina wins. On and on and on. Do you like these playoff scenarios, Vinny? I mean, it feels like I talk myself in a circle when I'm going through them. Well, I do like them because they kind of make things intriguing. They make you think about the matchups. That's where we can focus on right now. In the first round, I think it could be very interesting who the Rams play in the first round. I think that's going to be a very difficult draw. So if you're the Falcons or the Panthers or the Seahawks, that's a matchup you kind of want to avoid. But you actually might feel a lot more comfortable against the Saints, of all things, because their team, especially if you're the Falcons or Panthers, that have uh, faced them a couple times, even though the results have been mixed, that at least they're a familiar opponent. While the Rams are a little bit of a wild card, they're hard to stop, they're well-coached, they're very good defense, and their offense they can explore at any point. So I think these matchups matter. So I know we look at the buys and all that as the important part of seeding or just getting in, but also the getting up to the right matchups is pretty key as well. From north to the Vikings to south to Kansas City, the Chiefs uh, locked into that number four spot. They get the win against the Dolphins, and this team, we know the importance of Kareem Hunt and what they can do. Maybe, just maybe, you give the Chiefs a, a shot of a pulling a couple of shockers here, or is it still the gap between them and everybody else at, at the top there with Pittsburgh and New England? It's just too big. Where are you on the Chiefs? Well, I think they've come full circle more to what they were doing earlier in the season, which was feeding Kareem Hunt the ball a lot, throwing to Tyreek Hill, throwing to Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's not much creativity you need in the Chiefs offense because you can get so creative itself with Hunt, Kelsey, and Hill. They're just 
staunch, dynamic, intriguing players where Kelsey is an athletic mismatch. No one can stay with Hill downfield, and the Hunt just does a little bit of everything well. So these are guys in their own way that are just a Swiss Army knife, keep uh, defenses on their toes. Just keep feeding them. I think ever since they gave Matt Nagy the play-calling duties and Randy Reed, you've seen the results. And the one thing I would do here if I'm the Chiefs, I know they'll have things wrapped up and all that, I don't know if I would play Kareem Hunt at all. They've given him a heavy, heavy workload here in the past several weeks. All of a sudden, he's a rookie. He needs to be rested a little bit. So I think that's the thing you'll see the most. If, uh, if they consider regular, I bet that's one person who may not even uh, see it touch or carry in this game. Good stuff. Hey, Vinny, as always, thanks for your time. Good catching up with you, talking some NFL. Enjoy week number 17. And uh, your Wildcats, Northwestern, are they going to get it done against the other Wildcats from Kentucky? Yeah, it should be a good Friday bowl game. I'm looking forward to it. There are a lot of Big Ten teams in good action there. But, yeah, I think they'll get it done. But it's the kind of game that they can win, and it's not too far. It should be a rather competitive game. But I think uh, you look at the, the previous uh, first bowl win came through against uh, Old Miss. I think it will happen in this one as well. Good stuff. Thanks, as always, Vinny. All right. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News joining us here. Ken Miller Show with Tricon on 1700 KBGG. We'll come back and Ken Miller will join us. He's making his way south down to Memphis. We'll see where in the continental U.S. Ken Miller is, how the trip's going. If he's hollered at the wife yet, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that too. We'll do it all next year. Ken Miller kicks off the 1 o'clock hour. Then Dylan Montz will be here at about 135. We'll talk with Dylan. He is in Memphis already. Get his thoughts on the bowl matchup for Iowa State, Big 12 basketball conference play getting ready to start up this week we'll get into that as well as we take you up until two o'clock here on 1700 kbgg hey it's bill Ryder. nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central iowa where i was raised where i got married the show is right than you 5 to 9 p.m weekdays on des moines big talker 1700 kbgg at Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hello from all of us at Susan G. Komen, Greater Iowa. My name is Stephanie, and I am the new Marketing and Development Director located right here in our West Des Moines office location. We want to send out a huge thank you to each and every one of you who have supported Komen throughout 2017 with your participation in our events, fundraising efforts, and volunteerism. Without you, we cannot realize a world without breast cancer. On behalf of all of us at Komen, Greater Iowa, we wish you happy holidays and hope to see you all on February 10th at the 5th Annual Pink in the Rink, hosted by the Iowa Wild. Visit our website at comangreateriowa.org to purchase your tickets today. Are you ready to throw the cigarettes away and make the switch? Look no further. Central Iowa Vapors has you covered. Every single one of our employees has once been in your shoes. Central Iowa Vapors is running huge holiday New Year specials. Stop by Central Iowa Vapors now to throw the cigarettes away and make the switch today. Central Iowa Vapors proudly serves Iowa with eight convenient locations. Download the Central Iowa Vapors mobile app or visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. Have pain you can't ignore? Then try first-in-class relief from Salon Pass. Salon Pass pain relief patches have everything you need in one clinically proven solution. 
They are the strongest label pain reliever available without a prescription. Safely relieving pain for up to 12 hours. And Salon Pass is the first and only FDA-approved OTC topical pain reliever. For first-in-class relief, get Salon Pass pain relief patches. In the green box with a blue wave. People make your business work. But how do you find the right talent? ZipRecruiter. One click posts your job to over 100 top job boards. Then, smart matching technology instantly alerts quality candidates about your job. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash expand. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash expand. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. 2018 is an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. One click posts your job to over 100 job boards. Then, smart matching technology instantly alerts quality candidates about your job. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry.